Romans 8.15 says, You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Welcome to Spirit of Adoption Radio, where we soar above all the darkness of this world and see things in the light of God's eternal perspective. Now, here's your hosts, Kevin and Tabitha Lavelle. Everybody, shalom. We're so thankful and blessed that you would choose to join us today for episode number 100 of Spirit of Adoption Radio. Hallelujah. Yay. I'm Kevin, and with me as always is my dear wife, Tabitha. How are you today, Sphia? I'm doing great. I'm amazed. Amen. Mm. The Lord always takes us further than we think we can go. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So we're at episode 100. Yeah, I'm celebrating. I'm so excited. Amen. And this episode is going to celebrate something. I know. This song is a little preview <laughs> of what we're celebrating. Amen. Very special song to us, huh? Yes, this was one of the songs in our wedding. Very strategically chosen song because... It is a song that had been ministering to both of our hearts before God brought us together. And then, of course, we had to play it at our wedding. Amen. And his love is extravagant. Amen. It's all about Jesus, right? It is. And our wedding day was just a worship of him. That's right. You know, it was a joining of our lives together, but 
all of it was bringing so much glory to the Lord and so much worship to the Lord because it was all about Him. Mm-hmm. Everything was because of Him and surrounded by Him and for Him and for His glory on that day. So Hallelujah. anytime I think about our wedding, it was just so glorifying to the Lord. That's right. Amen. And on today's show, episode number 100, we're going to talk about some things that are 100% sure. And then we're going to talk about something that is 100% unshakable. I love it. On episode 100. Amen. Talking about 100%. Hey. Hey, we got to be 100% all in with Jesus, right? That's right. He was 100% all in for us, right? Yes, he was. Amen. So have you ever heard the phrase, in this world, nothing is certain except death and taxes? Yeah. I've heard that. You ever heard that? Mm-hmm. Probably every American's heard that, right? Yeah. But actually, I didn't know where it came from. I looked it up. So thinking about this subject of being 100% sure. So the phrase was actually popularized by Benjamin Franklin. You heard of that guy? Yeah. Um, he said something similar to this after signing the Constitution of the United States. Hmm. Okay. So the actual quote of what he said goes like this. It's a little bit different. He said, our new constitution is now established and has an appearance that promises permanency. But in this world, nothing can be said to be certain except death and taxes. That's actually what he said. Hmm. And people have been saying it ever since, right? Right. Americans at least, right? Yeah. So, but the thing is, it's not actually true. There are so many more things that you can be certain of in this world. Mm. So let's look at a few that are really important. You can be 100% certain that there has never been a person in world history like Jesus of Nazareth. Can you be 100% certain of that? 100%. Right. So it's not just death and taxes you can be certain of, right? Right. Exactly. Also, you can be 100% certain that there's never been a book in world history like the Bible. Amen. We can be 100% certain of that. Yes. And you can be 100% certain that God is going to fulfill all of the future prophecies that are written in the Bible because he has fulfilled all of them up till now. Yeah. He's batting 1,000. What does that mean exactly? It means that every time he's up to bat, he gets a hit. Mm. Actually, he hits a home run. Wow. Every time. Every time. (laughs) Boom, boom, boom. Every time. Wow. That's pretty good. if somebody hit... A thousand home runs in a row. Mm-hmm. Wait, ten thousand in a row. Yeah. Next time they came up to bat, what are you kind of thinking is going to happen? Home run. Home run, baby. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> we can expect home runs from Jesus every time. That's right. Every time. So that's why I say he's batting a thousand with his word. I love it. Right. Mm. Everything he says is going to happen. Amen. So we can be certain that the Bible is unlike any other book. That's right. Here's an important verse that goes along with that. 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 19. And so we have the prophetic word confirmed, which you do well to heed as a light that shines in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. In the King James, this is New King James, it says, and we have a more sure word of prophecy because it's come to pass. Mm. His prophetic word comes to pass. Right. We're not talking Nostradamus here or no. some fortune tellers that say something and it doesn't come to pass. Right. We're talking about the God of the universe who has spoken. It comes to pass. Yes. Let there be light and there is light. Mm. 
Amen. And Peter says, you do well to take heed to it. Yes. So if you want to do well, take heed to the prophetic word of God. Amen. Amen. And if we take heed, there's something else we can be 100% sure of. There's another verse, powerful, in 1 John chapter 5. We can be sure that we have eternal life. Mm. That's something I'm 100% sure of. How about you? I'm 100% sure. Yeah, Amen. Not just death and taxes, right? but life in the kingdom of God. Mm. You can be sure of that. It's a precious thing to be sure of that too. Amen. Because when I was raised up um, with all these different confusing things in mm. my mind about the topic of salvation and all of this stuff. I was very confused growing up on a lot of that stuff. And I could tell you with Mm. no certainty that I had assurance of salvation because I wasn't born again yet. Right. But I was being told. You didn't have to witness on the inside. Yeah, I was being told because of a prayer that I prayed, you know, a long time ago that Mm. I was fine. I I didn't need to worry about not having the Holy Spirit inside of me because Mm. he's already there ever since you prayed that prayer. People were telling you, that he's there, even though he wasn't there. Right. They were telling me I was okay. Mm-hmm. I'm saved. I can be a sinner and walk in sin and I'm still okay. And I, I would mm. call myself a Christian because I put this label because of a prayer that I prayed. I put this label on myself and it wasn't the label God was putting on me. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was born again and filled with the Holy Spirit that the lights went on. And then I realized, wait a minute, I wasn't a Christian yet. Mm. until this happened, you know, Mm -hmm. until I had the Holy Spirit living inside of me, I was not a Christian yet. You know, I wasn't born again yet. Yeah. The enemy wants us to be a hundred percent certain of a lie. Yeah. Something that's not true. And there are so many people that they, they feel a hundred percent assured of something they shouldn't be assured of. Right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because they're listening to man more than God. That's why when I was in the van with you and I had become born again now by this time. And I was in the van with Kevin, the ministry van with a bunch of other people. This was before God brought us together. Mm -hmm. I was in the ministry van Mm -hmm. and Kevin played a song by Keith Green. Mm -hmm. And it melted my heart because I had been so deceived in so many ways by the devil before I was born again. And he played the song by Keith Green that says, I was lied to, but you told the truth, because you are the truth. I was lied to, but you told the truth to me. Amen. And um, that just melted my heart. I remember just looking out the van window and having tears because I was so thankful to be in the truth, you know, 100% truth of God. I was so thankful for that truth. Amen. And the Lord Jesus Christ, who is the truth in the flesh... He said, when the spirit of truth comes, he'll lead you into all truth. Yes. And he will be with you and he will be in you. Mm-hmm. And if the Holy Spirit is in you, then you're going to know it and you're not going to need the testimony of man, right? Right. You have the testimony of the Holy Spirit in you, testifying that you are a child of God. Yes. Until you have that, you have no 100% assurance no. and you shouldn't. You shouldn't. So 1 John 5, 11 to 13 says, and this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Mm. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know, 100% sure, that you may know that you have eternal life, Mm. and that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. Mm. So we need to believe on the Lord. We need to continue to believe on the Lord. Right. And faith without works is dead. Mm-hmm. So we need to continue to work out our salvation with fear and trembling. 
Wow. Amen? Yes, amen. So those are the very most important things to make sure you're 100% sure of. Mm. Amen? Yes, Those amen. are the most important things to be sure of. Yes. But there's a few more very important things that I'm 100% sure of. Okay. You want to hear it? Yeah. One of those things that I'm 100% sure of is that the second best day of my life was the day that we were married, dear. Mm, amen. I'm, I'm 100%, 100% sure too. <laughs> that I'm 100% sure of that. Yes, me too. Okay, so another thing I'm 100% sure of, dear, is that second to the Lord God, you're my favorite person in the universe. Oh, I always say that to you too. You're yeah. my favorite. You always call me your fave. My best friend. That's right. And my favorite person. I'm my second, fave. I'm second, second best. My right? bestie. <laughs> <laughs> I've got lots of nicknames for you. So see, there's all these other 100% sure ofs. Mm-hmm. Praise God. Praise God. We don't listen to Benjamin Franklin. No. Amen. Amen. <laughs> and second to the Lord, also dear, you're the one I enjoy being with more than anyone else in the universe. I'm mm-hmm. 100% sure of that. Amen. I agree. And I'm 100% sure too. That's why we're here right now together. That's right. It's my favorite. <laughs> I really like being here with you. So there's so many more things that we're certain of than just death and taxes. Right. Right? Especially in the Lord, right? Amen. So the last thing I want to share about today that I'm 100% sure of is that there has only been a small handful of men of God that the Lord has personally used powerfully in my life, in, in our lives. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. There's only a small handful. Oh, yeah, definitely. Personally and powerfully. Mm -hmm. Men of God who have been shepherds after his heart, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. In our lives. There's only a handful. Yeah. And one of those few is our dear brother who married us, Joaquin. Mm -hmm. Yes. He is a very, very special person to both of us. Mm -hmm. And Joaquin is, um, he was our pastor mm-hmm. of a small little home group that we were a part of before. And fellow soldier. Yes, and fellow soldier, <laughs> just very down-to-earth brother. Yeah. He um, always was such a blessing to us in so many ways. Like, he knew Kevin and I before God brought us together. Mm-hmm. And so, he got to witness the whole thing, you know? And when I was a single mom before God brought Kevin and I together, Joaquin was probably the single most encouraging person to me mm. um, during that time because I, I'll never forget, he came to my house one time and I was in need of a lot of things. Like I had very little money and mm. I, most of all, I really desired to have a godly husband. That was the thing that I desired more than anything else. And mm-hmm. um I knew Kevin at that time, but God wasn't bringing us together yet. This was years before we were to come together. So Joaquin came to my house one time to deliver a kitchen table that God blessed me with for free. Him and another brother, Brother Kevin, and he was in our wedding too. (laughs) That's right. Um, Those two brothers came to my apartment or my house and brought me a a kitchen table because furniture for me was kind of one of those expenses that a single mom is kind of, you know, scraping things together to make ends meet. So um, God blessed me with a free kitchen table. Table of the Lord. Table of the Lord. And it wasn't anything great, but it worked, you know, and it was, it was good enough. And Mm -hmm. I was thankful for it. So when they delivered that table, I was so thankful. And Joaquin stepped to the side and he said to me, he said, you know what, sister, the same God that blessed you with that table 
is going to bless you with a family to sit around that table too. And I was Amen. like, oh, that, that was, was the word sweetest from the Lord right there. thing. It was. Yeah. And, and I just, it just gave me so much faith and hope to believe that God was going to bring a family. That's right. You know, so, um, so God really used him in my life in so many ways. That's just a small picture of the way that ways that God used him. I mean, he taught us so many things. He was just so on fire for Jesus and had such a yeah, zeal. Just a good example of one who is running to win. Yeah. Because you can't be running to win and not care about winning souls. Right. Exactly. So before he was a shepherd in my life, we were just fellow soldiers running Mm. to win souls. I mean, literally like running after souls too. Yeah. <laughs> Together, you know, sharpening each other that way on the streets. Mm. And uh, and then the Lord used him to marry us. And we were the first wedding in our uh, fellowship. We used to meet in the barn. Yeah. So it was beautiful. Yes. Amen. And his wife, Suzanne, too, is just so precious oh, yeah. to us and their oh. family. And the hospitality we felt at their home, it was just so... Mm sweet. They were just given to hospitality, like the Bible says. And I just felt so warmly welcomed in their home. Like I felt like it was my home. Yeah. Suzanne used to make the (laughs) juice, right? Yeah. The watermelon Watermelon juice juice. and the carrot juice. And I'd come over and, and it was never a burden. No. You come over and the fellowship would meet at their house. Yeah. Like, like the fellowship meets at our house today. Right. And uh, it was genuine faith. And I'm just glad that uh, they are actually in the faith right now. Right. Continuing yes. in the faith right now. Mm-hmm. Continuing to build themselves up on their most holy faith. Yes. Uh, he's leading his family and uh, and his wife, and they're meeting around God's word, and, and mm-hmm. he's working out in the streets where yes. he lives in California, mm-hmm. and the work is continuing on. Yes. And that's such a blessing. I know. Isn't it? Praise God. So on previous episodes, we actually played audio of each of the men of God who've been used of God personally in our lives, okay, on previous episodes. Yeah. We've played a few of the handful, except we haven't played an audio of Brother Joaquin yet until today. Until today. So we're in for a little treat Mm -hmm. because we're going to play the powerful message that Brother Joaquin gave at our wedding. And I hope anyone that's listening that it might even be 222, wherever you are. <laughs> a little inside, little inside something there. I can't wait to hear it again because it's been a long time. And I want to give a little shout out to Brother Harvey, okay? Hey, Brother Harvey. And Sister Angel. And Angel. <laughs> <laughs> um, because we actually had Brother Timmy at the wedding doing like a professional video. He had his, all his professional equipment out. Yeah. Did this whole very wonderful video. Right. And it got lost. And we were excited to watch it. And then he was, he was, he felt really bad because it got misplaced. It got lost somehow, got yeah. deleted. But we didn't know. Brother Harvey, he was a secret uh, filmer. Yeah. At the wedding. And we didn't even ask him. It didn't was even just ask something. Him or anything. He... It, was some, it was something the Holy Spirit put in his heart. Oh, I know. It had to be. Otherwise, we wouldn't have this audio. No. We, we wouldn't, wouldn't have, have the video. Anything. Nothing. Yeah. So he was compelled by the Lord to film the whole thing. That's amazing. I know. And that so, was so cool. Praise the Lord for them. Uh, thank yeah. you, Brother Harvey thank uh, and you. Sister Angel. We love you. Yes. Amen. Amen. So we're going to listen to this now, and we pray that it'll be a blessing to everyone listening. We just want to magnify the Lord, just like the Lord was magnified on that day mm. of our wedding. Yes. Amen. 
Amen. And we look forward to the great wedding feast to come. Amen. Amen. Now we are gathered here for a celebration of love, and it's a beautiful thing. Marriages have been happening since the beginning of time. We're uh, obeying the mandate of Scripture, and they've asked if I could uh, share a few words on that. So I like to say a few things about what marriage is. I like to say a few things about how beautiful it is, and what we're experiencing today is not just a cardboard cutout or some kind of social thing we do. It's a beautiful thing before Christ. And the first marriage that took place had a covenant between man, a woman, and God Almighty. And as you've been invited here to share this, the most important thing is that you're witnessing something between man, a woman, and God Almighty. And the Bible says marriage is a covenant. And the definition of a covenant different ways of defining what a covenant is. But a covenant is a mutual consent or agreement of two or more persons. We agree that there's three persons here. There's a, a groom, a bride, and it's the Lord God Almighty. I want to say a few words about marriage and what's involved in marriage. Marriage has a lot of work involved in it. It's not just celebrating together. We're all dressed up. We're all feeling good. We're all uh, looking good. There's work involved. There's trial. But with Christ, there's joy. And there is a verse that the Lord put on heaven's heart. I believe he put it on my heart, too. Uh, and it's in the Song of Solomon. And it's in verse, chapter 8, verse 7. And though I brought up work, and I know, though I brought up the marriage is hard, and Paul tells us marriage is difficult at times. It's a joy, but the difficulties there, especially when you're marrying into a family where there's many children. The Bible declares in Song of Solomon, verse 7, that many waters cannot quench love, nor will rivers overflow it. If a man were to give all the riches of his house for love, it would be utterly despised. Come work, come sorrow, come difficulty. Many waters cannot quench love. And if your marriage is built on love, your marriage is built on the rock and the foundation of Christ, nothing can destroy that foundation. The storms, the trials, it'll last, it'll survive, it'll weather the storms. Now there's a statement that I've heard, well, it's, it's worth repeating, so I'm going to repeat it. Marriage is not finding the right person, it's being the right person. And I thought about that. I thought it was a powerful statement, but I thought about that, and it's true. You don't look around for the perfect woman or the perfect man. You look for someone who wants to be that, and who is continually changing, conforming into the image of Christ, being that right person, ongoing. It's an ongoing thing. And the scripture has a lot to say about wives, and I just want to share a couple verses from the book of Proverbs about how beautiful it is when you find a wife. How beautiful it is. And in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 4, it says, An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who shames him is rottenness to his bones. Our God is a God of severity and goodness. An excellent wife is the crown of her husband, but she who shames him is rottenness to her bones. God is very honest. Again, Proverbs 31, a very popular passage to those who desire to give God glory. 
because he created them will be women. Starting in verse 10. An excellent wife who can find for her work is far above jewels. The heart of her husband trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. Now I'm going to share three points I believe that are important for this uh, celebration, for this covenant, for this picture that we're seeing. What is marriage? Why? Why are we doing this? Just because the Bible seems to point to it? Just because the state of California says this or that or America says this or that? No, we're here because God makes it extremely clear. Marriage is ordained of God. We didn't come up with this idea. It's ordained of God. Marriage is holy and marriage is a great mystery. And for those of you who have your Bibles with you, if you want to follow along, I'm going to go through a few passages here. I'm going to start in Matthew 19 and share. Out of the mouth, the lips of the spotless Son of God, the Lamb of God, takes away the sin of the world. What did he say? He quoted a passage from the Old Testament. And he said, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined with his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one flesh. But therefore God has joined together and no man separate. Praise the Lord. Powerful words. I know that Kevin and Tabitha can care less of popular culture says. We want to know what the Lord Jesus Christ says. And what does he say? Where did Jesus quote that from? He quoted that from Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, verse 21. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh of that place. The Lord God fashioned into a woman the rib which he had taken from the man and brought her to the man. The man said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, because she was taken out of man. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Praise God. So the Bible makes it clear. It's ordained of God. From the beginning, from creation, from nothingness into something, God made this. Jesus quotes it. Jesus gives it substance. <laughs> now, marriage is also holy. And when we turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 13, there's a verse there. It's a powerful verse. Many of you have memorized it. Many of you have used it in your lives. And the verse goes like this. Hebrews 13, verse 4 says, Marriage is to be held in honor among all, and the marriage bed is to be undefiled. For fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. Why that verse? As I was looking at that verse, wondering, should I include that? I felt inspiration to look a little deeper in this passage. This passage seems to be part of the list. And scriptural breaks, the chapters and verses are not done by the Holy Spirit. They're there. People put them in there. Sometimes they did a good job, sometimes they didn't. But if you look at the larger context of what's going on here, we know that God ordained marriage. We know it's holy. This verse says it's holy. Why is it there? Why is it in that list? What's the list? Well, if we start in chapter 12 and we start in verse 26. Verse 27, excuse me. It says, This expression 
Yet once more, the Nostra moving in those things which may, can be shaken, as of created things, so that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we receive a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us show gratitude by which we may offer to God an acceptable service with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. That's the context here. Since God is going to shake both the heavens and the earth one day, and show the people on the earth that He's in charge, whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, God's going to show you. His foundations are, are going to remain. He's going to shake heavens, though, also. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Therefore, there's a therefore, we receive a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So what's going to happen? Let us now show gratitude to God. How do you show gratitude to God? With reverence, service, and awe. What kind of service, reverence, and awe? Here's the list. Love, let the love of the brethren continue. If you're part of this unshakable kingdom, you will love each other as Christ loved the church. You will love each other. Though you haven't seen God or love your brothers, you'll protect them. You'll not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. You'll remember prisoners as if you were there with them. And marriage will be held among honor. It will be held in honor among all. And the bed will be undefiled. If you're a part of this unshakable kingdom, that is. And you'll make sure that your character is free from greed, free from the love of money, if you're a part of this unshakable kingdom. And you'll say the Lord is my helper. And you'll be rejoicing on those who brought you to Christ. It says right here, Remember those who led you, who spoke the word of God to you, and consider the result of their conduct, imitating their faith. And we'll end here. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's why this verse of marriage is in there. It's part of the list of an unshakable kingdom. It's non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Marriage is holy. Marriage is ordained of God. And marriage is a great mystery. I turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Anybody who's had marriage counseling, anybody who's thought about being married and you love Jesus Christ will know what this chapter is all about. And it says in chapter 5 of Ephesians, starting in verse 22, Wives, be subjected to your own husbands, as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ also is the head of the church, he himself being the Savior of the body. But as the church is subject to Christ, so also wives ought to be to their own husbands and everything. Husbands, love your wives. Just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself up for her, so that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, that he might present to himself the church in all her glory, having no spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and blameless. So husbands ought to also love their own wives as their own bodies. He who loves his own wife loves himself. For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ also does the church. Because we are members of his body. For this reason, a man shall leave father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. There's our statement. There's our word ordained of God again in Scripture. Paul says, Oh, Jesus is correct. The Old Testament Scriptures, God is correct. I'm going to say this is correct. I can't talk about marriage unless I say the two will become one. This is a great mystery, verse 32. But I am speaking with reference to Christ in the church. Nevertheless, each individual among you is also to love his own wife even as himself. And the wife will see to it that she respects her husband. Non-devotion. There's order. It's hard to lead. It's hard to follow. God says you can do it. I know it's hard to lead. I've heard it's hard to follow. God says you can do it. Now, marriage is a great mystery. If you know Christ, if you know what it means, if you know what the symbol of the cross behind this is all about, the big nails, the crown of thorns, if you know 
But you need the Lord Jesus. It's not just a religion. You need the person of Christ. You need the person that was born in stable 2,000 years ago who lived a sinless life. Why? Because the Bible makes it clear. Because God has an unshakable kingdom and no liars can go there. Which means I'm excluded out life. No thieves can go there. No one who's looked at wicked things and, and enjoyed looking at wicked things. No one who's had wicked communication come out of their mouth. No one who's dishonored mother and father can go there. No one who has hatred or murder, envy, slander, jealousies in their heart can go there. Is there anybody here who doesn't fit that bill? We cannot have eternal life. We cannot have that free gift. But if we surrender ourselves and say, Lord, I agree. This is true. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm wicked. I need you. And you put your faith in Christ and you surrender. And like the Bible says, you believe the Son. Whoever honors the Son, the Father will honor that person. You put your trust in the blood that was spilled on Calvary's cross. The Bible says at that minute, at that moment, in faith you cry out and repent, you can go born again. Brand new nature. Brand new heart. And you'll run into people like heaven and Taliban. God will surround you with people who love God. It's guaranteed. If you love God, He'll surround you. He'll give you a family. If you don't have a, a, a holy family, He'll give you one. And He'll make you want to make your family into a holy family. He'll give you the power. Now, why is the ministry? Here's a concluding thought. Because in Revelation chapter 19, it all comes to conclusion here. Revelation chapter 19. What Kevin and Tabitha are experiencing, what you've experienced if you've been married, is but a glimpse of what the reality is. The unshakable kingdom is coming, it says in Hebrews. And it says in verse 7, chapter 19, Let us rejoice and be glad and give glory to Him, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and His bride has made herself ready. It was given to her to clothe herself in fine linen and bright and clean, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Right, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These words are the true words of God. You know, before I go to the last verse, it's in Titus chapter 2. If you're here today and you have professed faith in Christ and you fear Him, or you've lost a little fear, I ask you to look at the picture you see before you right now. I ask you to look. And think in your heart. How much desire do you think Tabitha has for heaven? Why go through the ceremony? Why prepare? Why make all the arrangements? Why make all the commitments? Does she have desire for heaven? Or is this just a, a play? No. And if your heart is not close to what Tabitha feels for Kevin, if your heart is not having that same beating, that same longing, that same desire to serve for Christ and His kingdom, and to obey Him now and wait for His return, then I say, you need to check or examine your heart. Examine your heart. Because the Bible says, He is coming for those who are waiting. You just read in Revelation 19. They've made her, she's made herself ready. Oh, let's claim the name of Christ. Let's make ourselves ready. Let's be spotless for Him. Let, let the Word wash us. You can't wash yourself. We need the Word of God. We need brothers and sisters to come alongside of us. We need to be washed. We're living in a wicked age. It's getting dark. People don't know right from wrong, left from right. We don't understand what marriage is. We've left the foundations. And so we need to have this word wash us. We need to be ready. You need to have your life, your heart lit like a like a lamp and waiting for the master. Whether you come at night in the morning or in the noontime, be ready. And Christ says, He'll say, I know who you are. You're, you're part of my pride. Enter into the joy before the foundation of the earth was made. Here's, here's the kind of heart I want to bring to a close here. Here's the kind of heart that God looks for in his bride. Titus 2. Verse 11 through 15. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, instructing us to, this is the heart of the bride of Christ, denying godliness 
and worldly desires, and to live sensibly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Christ Jesus, who gave himself for us to redeem us from every lawless deed and to purify for himself his own possession, zealous for good deeds. These things speak and exhort and prove with all authority. Let them disregard me. I do that, Father, in your name. I do that. I speak these things. And we all are an unclean thing. All of us are an unclean thing. Each of us has gone his own way. And the blood of Christ can wash you from all sin. He'll transform you to his image. He'll make you that bride you need to be. So marriage is ordained of God. Marriage is holy. And marriage is a great mystery. And I hope that the Lord has allowed you to open up your eyes and see the picture here, the glimpse of what it really is all about. Now, Kevin and Tabitha, I want to say a few words of uh, personal words. And they asked that we share the vows that they have here on their beautiful marriage certificate, marriage covenant. I've known both of them for a couple years. And uh, as I said earlier, when you serve the Lord, He puts beautiful people in your life. Doesn't matter what they look like, how much money they have, better skin, rich or poor, you know, He brings beautiful people in your life. He brought these two people into my life, and they remain. And I pray God does what He wants, but we remain in contact. And it was centered around evangelism. It's centered around those who want to share the gospel, those who want to proclaim this message to others. That's how I met Kevin. And I think I met Kevin first and how I was next. But they were already working together. They were already under the yoke, under the plow. Not in a sensual way, in any way, no, that's not godly, but they were already serving Christ together to share the word, to be sowers and seed. And we have beautiful trips. And Kevin's heart was hard to take, I'll go where you think, Hollywood, Las Vegas, Santa Cruz, San Jose. Let me go out on the street corners and proclaim your name. I'm so thankful for this man here. And. They have a beautiful ministry already where they'll walk somewhere and carry a camera. And if you're close enough within range, if you're close enough in radar, if you're, he'll put his tractor beam out and he'll say, hey, would you like to take our picture? And they're like, oh, cool. So then the person takes the picture and then they open that up for a witnessing opportunity. Isn't that creative? Isn't that beautiful? And so some of the pictures on the, on the board, I believe, are from that, those encounters. So the person who took the picture heard the gospel or heard the testimony of God's love. Testimony of grace. I think that's beautiful. And now, I'd like to share the vows that they have here. We can share them with each other. Kevin, if you repeat after me. I, Kevin Toddlewell, joyfully receive you as God's perfect gift for me. To have and to hold from this day forward for better and for richer and for in sickness and in health to love you, to honor you to cherish you and to protect you forsaking all others as you as long as we both shall live, all If you agree with your statements, please say it. Tabitha Joy Noel. Is it 222 yet? <laughs> 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 
Okay. Praise God. I have a joy in all. Joyfully receive you as God's proof of good for me. To have and to hold. From this day forward. For better, for worse. For richer, for poorer. In sickness and in health. To love you, to honor you. To respect you and to submit to you. Forsaking all others. As long as we both shall live. Now, if you agree with these statements, tell us who's saying There's a verse on the certificate. And it says, unless the Lord builds a house, they will labor, labor in vain. My friends, a couple here is building their house on Christ and they want to endure until the end. token of their love, token of their commitment to each other, that the world may know
Father, may those songs be realities in our hearts, Lord. Closer walk with me, that you would be Lord of heaven, and that you would be more than enough. Father, we're here now. We say thank you, Lord. We say thank you, Lord. We say be our strength, Lord. Be the wind of ourselves, Father. Help us to love each other with all of our soul and Help us to come alongside of you, Lord, for advice, for help, for encouragement. Father, may they convict us because our love is so great that we have to look at our marriages and make sure they're right, Lord. Please, Lord. May we be the bright, shining example that this country needs to follow marriages. Start your Bible, Lord. Father, we commit them to you, Lord. And thank you for putting all this and making all this happen, Lord. We give you glory. In the name of all names, Jesus Christ. Now, this is the awesome part here. Uh, by the authority of Jesus Christ, who the Bible says in Matthew 28, has been given all authority in heaven and on earth, from Genesis to Revelation, <laughs> I now pronounce you my wife. shofar blast at the end of our wedding was just uh like prophetic Prophetic. i think you know because we're just planning a trip to go back to israel now after after two years of not going right and we have such a heart for (laughs) israel and for the jewish people and for god to have blessed us with a shofar blast on our wedding day we had a messianic brother that was there yeah there was one messianic brother that came to our wedding and he happened to have a shofar and he blasted the shofar at the end of our wedding i didn't even know he's gonna do that no i didn't either but (laughs) didn't it didn't it like do something in your heart when you heard it yeah. It was like it's called an exclamation mark. Whoa! Exclamation point upon the wedding, like God is blessed. Yes, right. It was so amazing, and I'm so glad that I heard that again because it reminded me of that feeling that I felt when I heard the shofar. Mm-hmm. It was like the Holy Spirit just anointed every That's piece right. of the wedding from start to finish. Yeah, it was like the Lord's pleasure upon it. He was there. That's right. He did it, and oh, he's lovely, lovely. still doing it. Amen. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He has everything under control. 
So look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Amen. 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 May the Lord bless you as you seek him today. Maranatha. Thanks for listening to Spirit of Adoption Radio. You can reach us through our website, adoptionairfare.com. Also, please subscribe and leave us a review on the listening platform of your choice. Lord willing, we'll see you next time. Maranatha. Maranatha. 